We're live. <laughs> oh, we are. We are live, baby. Woo! You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. All right, it is time for Happy Hour. It is the Man Cave Happy Hour, Whiskey, Cigar, Spirits, the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am still Matt Fox. And uh, this is a very uh, impromptu. You know, it kind of is. Man Cave. We, uh, we're like, I, I just I gave Matt a little jingle, jingle, ringle, ringle. <laughs> I don't know, that's can, a thing. What did you do? Give you a little ring-a-ding-ding. Okay, what, what you, That's a little cooler. I gave yeah, you a little ring-a-ding-ding earlier. Can you do that one more time? Uh, ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was like, hey, Matt, how about uh, we head up to uh, one of our favorite haunts? Yep. Ambassador Cigar. Being that it's just after the Halloween season, um, yeah. all candy was 50% off, so I hope you took advantage of that. Uh, <laughs> but we're still at our favorite haunt here yes. at the Ambassador Cigar in Troy, Michigan. So thanks for joining us uh, on the uh, on, on the, the face space yeah. and the socials. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we decided, uh, let's do a little man cave. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I was reading an article and uh, I was like, hey, we should do that cocktail on a man cave. Oh. And then I was thinking, maybe we could do that tonight. All right. I don't know. Perhaps. Which article were you reading? Do you remember? I was in. Uh, I was in a little magazine. My ankle itched there. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> well, because I mean, you know, people listen to podcasts and watch these whenever, right? They come across them. They find them whenever, wherever. Right. Uh, but today it's uh, November third. Yeah. Today's November third. That's a big day, apparently. And, uh, from my understanding, it's it's election day yeah. in these Call it what it United is. States of America, <laughs> and uh, so people have been to the polls. It's all about the polls and the election. And uh, hallelujah, <laughs> what the, are you the commercials tonight? are going <laughs> to end? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like watching political commercials are, in my opinion, like stepping on a rusty nail. Okay. okay. Wow, see? that was really good. See how I brought that all together? That, that was good. See how I see how I operate? So, all right, so that beautiful segue, but I have yes. to ask you. Okay, fair play. The number of campaign ads you received in the mail the most oh in my one God. day. Oh, my God. Uh, I was probably about 15. Yeah. 10, 15, yeah. somewhere in that range. If you go through. And they were big, yeah. too. They were. Yeah, they're like large pieces of like yeah. cardboard cutout. That's yeah, it's itchy. nutty. It's nutty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually, I was kind of, because it was such a beautiful day out today. Yes. Uh, and it's going to be beautiful the rest of the week. I was like, I wish I had saved all the campaign <laughs> mail, junk mail that I got, so I could do a bonfire. It would be fun. It would have been fun yeah. to. That would have been fun, yeah. Do a little TikTok video of uh, burning campaign. Actually, I still have quite a few of them back at the photos, house. So you know, yeah, to make that I, a reality for I you. I thought that was. I thought. It was, but uh, next, next, four years from now, maybe. four years, All four right. more years, four more <laughs> years, whatever. You yeah. know, four more years without campaign ads uh, until the midterms. Right. And then the gubernatorials. They're, they're, they're the gubernatorial is going to be kooky too. They're always be nuts. campaigning. Just saying. <laughs> So always get that knock uh, on your door. But yeah, yeah. I didn't get any uh I didn't get any door to door traveling salesman. I got one. Yeah? Uh well I one when I was do. home. I don't know how many showed up when I, I wasn't. Usually, home, I usually so. when they come, I usually strip down naked. Really? <laughs> and uh, you just get a towel. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, hi. Hey, come on oh, in. Oh no, I can talk. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> Is that weird? Is that weird? Want a beer? Want a beer? Man, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Is it hot in here? Is Scotch? It just- 
<laughs> so yeah, no. But I, I didn't get any traveling uh, door-to-door salesmen right. this year. I didn't. Uh, I didn't encounter them. I don't know if Colleen got any. No. Uh, I I pity I pity I pity the food and knocks on the door when she's working from home. <laughs> Holy crap! But I said it's like yeah, watching campaign ads. It's like stepping on a rusty nail. Yeah, that's re- that's really funny you say that because that article that you're referring to earlier, it was uh, on a specific drink, I believe, and it was yes. a Scotch-based drink. If I was, I right. it was, and so I was, um, I, I was in an email, whatever, and uh, I got connected to um, the Whiskey Advocate. Ah, nice. Okay. And uh, Whiskey Advocate, they get good articles and good uh, good information on the whiskey, whiskey Advocate, and there was a cool recipe. And it was. It said essential whiskey cocktail, and I'm like, oh, you got okay. What essential. is what is an All essential right. whiskey cocktail? And it said the rusty nail. Okay. Uh, so Brittany Risher wrote this article back in May. Um, just finding it now. So thank you, Brittany. But uh, it, it's a uh, it's a Scotch based drink. Okay. And we normally, I mean, we do. We're open to any spirits on we the really man cave. Are. We we really uh, are. we drink. We drink just about anything. Wouldn't we, be a proper man cave. We do if a lot of whiskey. We do a lot of bourbon. Yep. But we've done a, a fair amount of vodka. Yes. Uh, we like our gin, brothers. We do. I was uh, messaging Adam earlier today. Mr. Von Gutken. Yes, yes. He was doing a photo shoot, and I was like, "Looking good. <laughs> we need a man cave gin party." <laughs> and so yeah, and, and so yeah, I was like uh, saying hi to him. But we you know, we haven't really done scotch and scotches. We did whiskey in the winter. Right, and we do, we we did the Oban. Stumbled into I think we, we did Oban and Talisker yeah, scotch. Well, that we stumbled night. into some scotch at the end and, of and, the. Yeah, that's the perfect time to stumble into oh, it, good isn't Lord. it? <laughs> we were drinking like heavy at the whiskey in the winter, and then yeah, to have the scotches last. But we did We had. I think that's about one of the only times we've yeah. ever really played with scotch on the man cave. I don't. Th- I think you're not wrong. So. Um, I, I, but I want to do some more scotches and, yeah. and, and talk about some scotches, and, and to, that's a whole nother world. That's a whole nother it's rabbit whole, hole to go down. It's a whole different palate, really. Yeah, you oh, know, because yeah. it's it's very different from you know your your mature bourbons and whiskeys and what have you. It's it's even more of a mature palate that you would need to have right. on the scotch side. Yeah, you know, scotch. I get in trouble when I do scotch. Well, who doesn't? Tequila makes my pants fall off. <laughs> Scotch just gets me into trouble. <laughs> Scotch just gets me into trouble. That's a country Shot of tequila, song. Tequila, please. That's a. That's a. You want to see my pants come off? <laughs> what are you, a politician at my door? That's a throwback. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. So here's here's Brittany's article from uh, the the Whiskey Advocate talking about the origins of uh, the rusty nail, the Scotch-based drink. Um, May not sound appealing, right? Because Scotch has got a, a very uh, demanding, a very uh, profound profile. Robust, very robu- very profound, very robust profile. You get, you know, there's, a, there's some serious taste going on, and you're like, why would you use something that's that robust, right, as a base for a mixed drink? I get a very, right? you know, for me, okay, go on. I, yeah, go, no, I, and so that's the question. It's, 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 yeah, for you, what? Oh, for a scotch, I always think of you know very leathery feel okay. when, I, when I think of scotch. Okay, really? You know, yeah, okay. I get a leathery feel out of it. But peaty also comes to mind a little bit when I drink scotch. You know, it could be very peat, uh, yeah. peat intensified. Sure, at that. sure, sure. So, so yeah. So it may not be the most appealing drink, but the rusty nail is an approachable drink, even for those who tend to shy away from using scotch as a base for cocktails. So, what you mix it with, Drambuie. Which is Gaelic is derived from the Gaelic oh. um, Gaelic meaning the drink that satisfies. Ooh, I 
I did not know that. Actually, when you said we were doing that, I kind of did a little uh, quick up. little history lesson here myself. So, so all right. So, but you got the Scotch base, but you have the the sweet honey and heather mm-hmm. uh, of Drambuie, and it tames that robust flavor of, of blended Scotch, and it creates a slightly sweet herb, herbal cocktail that finishes with just a hint of peat and smoke. Hmm. And that's according to, and this is like small world crap here, right? Right. This this uh, Brittany is quoting. Um, a bartender from the red phone booth in Atlanta, Leo de Rivera. And I, I believe we talked to Leo um, when we were doing our Tuesday whiskey dealios. Oh my gosh. Right? I think we, I think we, but we talked to, we talked to the cast from the red phone booth. I'm yes. 99% sure we talked to Leo. Wow. Uh, was one of the bartenders we talked to. So he was quoted in this article. I'm like, all right, we got to do this drink. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, we got to do this drink now. So the cocktail's exact origins are a bit cloudy, although it's certain it certainly didn't exist before the debut of Drambuie. Scotch-based liqueurs flavored with honey and spices and herbs uh, were found around the turn of the 20th century. Hmm. Most historians point to the British Industries Fair in 1937 for the debut, the debut of the combination of Scotch, whiskey, and Drambuie. The head bartender at uh, the Columbia Room quoted, "The cocktail, which was dubbed the BIF, contained bitters at the time. Ooh, interesting, uh, but." New incarnations of the Rusty Nail do not include bitters. Excellent. So some attribute the Rusty Nail to a recipe of bartenders from the 21 Club in New yes, York. Yes. They uh, similarly a similarly proportioned cocktail called the B&B. It was a split between cognac and Benedictine liqueur. Yes. Um, but it's uncertain if that was its true origins of the Rusty Nail. But by the mid-20th century, in the early 1960s, it was endorsed... Uh, by Gina McKinnon, the chairwoman of the Drambuie Liqueur Company. So in 1967, the recipe appeared in Old Mr. Boston Deluxe Official Bartender Guide. Right. So back in 1967, it appeared in the Bartender's Guide. Yeah. Um, so it called that called for equal parts scotch and Drambuie, but today's version tends to be a little drier. Huh. Uh, a little drier. Uh, with a drink so simple, you can adjust the ratios until you find the combination you like. And so that's the thing. And yeah. Our, one of our favorite bartenders, Tara, uh, she says that, right? Yes. She she plays with uh, recipes, you know, when she's making us uh, Manhattans yes. and uh, old fashions, However many adding those bitters. And she says she, she goes heavier on the bitters. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that I've been doing that at home. Oh. And I, I found it to be a richer drink that way. Hmm. And so play with the combinations. And so the Rusty Nail, yeah, so it used to be a 50-50 split. Right. Uh, common recipes now call for a slightly different mixture so picking your whiskey mm-hmm. uh, they suggest a blended scotch like okay. a, like a doers um, right because right, right, right. you don't want to you don't want to go too crazy and have too expensive of a scotch you know right because you're mixing it's it mixing anyway it up, right so but doers so doers is usually pretty good or compass box great king street gaslow blend hmm. um, that one's good too so actually I was looking at this uh, the, this article from liquor.com by yeah. uh, Dale DeGroff and he actually said that lore has it that the Rat Pack was enamored of with this drink in themselves. With the Rusty Nail? With Scotch. the Rusty Nail. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yes, Dean, 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 Frank, and yeah, which was probably why they were responsible for the white appeal in those years. In the 1970s, um, mixed Rusty Nail at joints uh, that he worked at in New York. Uh, they were also hit at the PJ Clark's, which was actually a favorite night haunt, late night haunt of Frank Sinatra. 
Oh, okay. PJ Clarkson. So, yeah. That's my favorite meme is you might be cool, but you'll never be, be Frank, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra cool. stepping out of a helicopter <laughs> with a glass of whiskey cool. I'm like, Amen yeah, to that. I'll yep. never, I'll never be never, that. Never, ever. Never be that cool. <laughs> but uh, so the Rusty Nail recipe nowadays is calling for two ounces of a blended scotch whiskey, uh, three quarter of an ounce of Drambuie. And garnish with a lemon twist. It's just that simple. It is simple. It's just that simple. They're suggesting add the ingredients in a mixing glass and then the ice. But add the ingredients first. Give it a little stir. Then add the ice. Ah, um, and stir till chilled. Plus, uh, so about 15 to 20 revolutions. 15 to... No, no, no. Stir. It's oh, a stir. stir. There's, no, there's no... Yeah, it's a stir. So That's a lot of revolutions. So strain it over fresh ice. In a chilled rocks glass. So here's the thing. You should have your glass, the physical ultimate glass, as cold as possible. Right, right. Right out of the freezer, for. yeah. So a lot of times uh, bartenders will, will fill a glass with ice and and fill it with water and let it sit while they're doing their mix. Right. Then they'll dump that, put fresh ice in, mm-hmm. and then strain the cocktail in. Huh. So, um, like I said, we're here. So that's, that's, that's their traditional. There's a... Uh, there's a there's a lot of other little things you can adjust the recipe. You could add bitters, uh, a lot of different ways of, of doing it and playing with it. So we'll put a, post a link to the uh, Whiskey Advocate article. Please do on that. And thank yeah. you to Brittany for making us think of that. So excellent. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna pour one of those up. We're gonna we're gonna call Allison over here. We're here at the Ambassador. We have a, a mixologist on hand <laughs> to mix us up. She sounded really excited about the oh, idea earlier. Thoroughly excited. Yes. <laughs> she wants to do what? She's gonna what? Not <laughs> me again. <laughs> Actually, yeah, she has uh, been on the uh, show. We with did. Us before, we did yeah. make her uh, pour something else for us. I do believe. So. Yes, it was. Uh, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll scare up Allison. We'll drag her over here and yep. uh, ask her to, to pour us. Or she gets to catches a break in the action. Sure. Um, and then we're gonna. But when we're done with that, we got we got even more. We got a, a surprise coming. We got cigars coming. Right. And we have a big surprise about it. So, well, I'm just going to say it's, it's an Asylum. It's from the Asylum brand cigars. Uh-huh. And because I asked Sean, I'm like, Sean, we're going to do a, a, a cocktail. Um, we're going to mix it up. It's going to be a scotch-based cocktail. What would you suggest? And he said, he goes, we got one. It's special. Mm-hmm. It's from Asylum. It's our dev- it's a special Devil's Night release, and again, like I said, we're here third in November, so it was a special Devil's Night release that just came out. He said that this will pair well with that, but awesome. we have an extra special surprise about the Asylum c- cigars. Yeah, coming I, up. I, I, that was a surprise for me this evening too. So, so that's a big surprise coming up. Matt, you want to over and ask Allison if she's got yeah, a, a, a will, break uh, in the action? She could bring us uh, a couple rusty nails. I'll be right back. I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to see. Uh, I'm uh, curious what she's going to come up with. I just had a fun experience over at the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did the, we? Yes. the The question was if you uh, let if if you do if, if she she wanted she was trying to negotiate something out of me and I oh. I didn't I didn't negotiate very well. Oh, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Doesn't involve answering the d- door in a towel, hopefully. <laughs> so she said she was going to come on over when she got done with that. <laughs> okay. Titch, is she? Is she coming? I'm, ho- I'm hoping so. Oh. <laughs> We may have to go like get our I said, drinks up there. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not a very good negotiator. So, <laughs> oh, she's not coming. Maybe not. It's possible. Maybe not. I oh. don't know. Oh, it's still up in the air. Okay, because that's the whole beauty. Well, of we'll get a cocktail regardless. We're gonna get a cocktail. Yes, yeah. we're gonna get rusty nails regardless. I want. I want. I want her to come over here and mix it here. I get that. I get that. But some of us aren't as. Uh, some of us have great faces for radio. And it's what I know? want. 
<laughs> it's all about Jamie, isn't it? Should I start screaming? <laughs> Allison, Allison. <laughs> we could just sit here and make a spectacle until she decides to come over. <laughs> Sean would be totally down for it. Sean... <laughs> he lets us get away with crap in his bar. I don't understand. I would have thrown us out months ago. You want to do what in my place? <laughs> <laughs> so the Man Cave Happy Hour, I appreciate people hanging out yeah. uh, and doing that. If you, if you haven't done so, uh, it is an audio podcast. You can subscribe to uh, the audio version of it. If you're listening to the audio version uh, and mm-hmm. just listening, if you haven't subscribed, uh, subscribe. If you are a subscriber. Did you say hi to Raven? We love you, Raven. Bunches. Raven popped in and said hi. So. Who was it? Uh, okay, there. Oh. Yeah, so there's Raven. So yeah, hi, Raven. Thanks hey. for uh, popping in. Yep. Saying, sup, boys. Hey. Ah, I like how I like how they spelled boys. B-O-I-Z. Yep. I got my, pol- my political shirt on. You do. Like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I, I, was I, like, saw, I like, saw that when I I'm walked like, in. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, I was grabbing someone with an American flag on it. I'm like, oh, don't be a total <laughs> dipwad. And then I have my Man Cave Happy Hour shirt, and I'm like, nah, you don't want to. Oh, my God. Is she coming? Yeah, okay, she's I coming. I say, I, I, my, hand, my back Hi. is to the bar. <laughs> you can come over here. You can just, whatever. Yay. Hi, everybody. Oh, my, my God. My name's Allison. I'm a bartender and certified tobacconist here at Ambassador Cigars and Spirits in Troy. Okay. All right, so the, the uh, oh, we're going with Glen Morangi. Yes, I All had right, this one for the first time yesterday, and I really liked it. Yes. It has yeah. some fruity flavors, so I feel it'll pair well with our Drambuie. We did do scotch with the Glen Yes, Yes, we did. We, we did, did Ardberg the, and Glen Morangi <laughs> with Cameron. Oh, yeah. Mr. Cameron George. Cameron George. He's, oh, like nice. the, he's like the national brand rep, and we were able to sit with Cameron. Oh, um, so he'll be super excited that we're doing it with Glen Morangi. So... Um, how do you? So what? What's your mixture on the uh, rusty nail? Okay, so today I'm going to do an ounce and a half of Glenmorangie. Ounce and a half of Glenmorangie, and that that that's the proper saying of it too. Is it? I oh, do I say it correctly? Yeah, okay, yeah. And then I'm going to do three fourths of an ounce of Drambuie. Which again is Gaelic for what did I say? Uh, spirit that satisfies. Something like that. Yeah. Wonderfully satisfying. All right, and so she, you did, you poured them into the mixer neat. Yes, neat first. Um, Then I'm going to add my ice. Ice to your preference. I prefer a little bit more. Give it a nice stir. And that is a rusty nail cocktail. That's it. That's That's it. it. Wonderful. So we're looking for a pair of those. Yeah, Jay, a pair of those? I'll, okay. I'll you, all right. Perfect. I'll be right back with one more. All, all right. right. And you don't have to do it again. You just yeah, no. You can just, if you want to. <laughs> okay, yeah. perfect. My God. Thank, Thank you, you, Allison. No problem. You're the bestest. That was, that was worth the price of admission right there. There you go. All right. That was great. So she did. She did. The mix was a little smaller. So it was an ounce and uh, three quarter for the opening. And then the three quarter for the, for the second half of it. She got all nervous and left without her, the jigger. jigger. Yeah. So if I had a nickel for every time someone left their jigger, I'd have five cents. All right, so I'm sticking. I'm gonna wait. Oh, you're gonna wait? And uh, yeah, I'll wait till she okay. brings you, gets you yours. Um, I don't know if you want to jump up there. Grab her. She'll bring. It. She'll probably bring it. She's awesome. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, uh, like we mentioned, it's, it's political, so the election results are on, and people are starting to file in and look yes, at it. Yes, they are. Uh, Ramo, is that yes. the cat's name? Ramo, they have uh, entertainment here at the uh, Ambassador. Right. He, he plays like this crazy 40-string guitar. Yeah, he actually invented it himself. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. 
So he, he plays every uh, every note you could possibly imagine. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, he's just uh, an amazing uh, gu guitarist back there. Yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a very unique. It's not forty yeah. strings, but it's 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 a lot like a crazy twelve or eighteen strings, some kind of crazy that he can play like yeah. bass notes and uh, whatever. So, uh, but it's some live entertainment. He plays yeah. a few of the cigar bars around here. Yeah, but I he's think this here. Was his first one. No, he's here at Ambassador uh, one night a week, and I believe he's at the Godfather as well. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, as well, so he plays out there too. Yeah, he plays a, plays a bunch of places. So. This is, uh, it looks pretty. It's got well, that scotchy look to it. It's got, yeah, it's got the scotchy that look. And a little bit cloudy, as uh, you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's kind of sweet on the nose, too. Ooh, cause, yeah. Cause I think that's more the drambouille that's coming sure. out, is yep. the sweetness, because that honey and uh, the herbs that you're getting out of that, of uh, the drambouille. Yeah, a lot of sweet, a lot of sweet on the nose. Yeah, yeah. For so, the cocktail. But if you mix, you know, anything that you mix that's bitter and then mix it with something that's sweet, you're going to get a good, uh, you're going to get a good mix between the two, I think. Yeah. Like right down the middle. All right. So the people that are joining us, Wayne, checking in. Oh, hey, what's dude. up, buddy? Uh, Raven. Uh, we are at a cigar bar. Yes. Raven. It's uh, the Ambassador Cigar in Troy, Michigan. Yep. And, uh, well, cheers, brother. Ooh. Wow. Sweet. With Very a, sweet. With a peaty finish. Wow, I have never had a rusty nail before. No, not I can see. I can see how Frank and Dino would be uh, digging on this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why they would want to sit down and just. They were enamored with this. Oh my gosh, that's great. I need to. Oh, there's smoke. There's some post. Uh, there's some post smoke flavor in there as well. After the second, second, third yeah. sip, yeah, it's, you start to get more of that that the sweetness starts to go away, and then. As it's rusting on your palate, you're starting to get that scotch feel. It's like a candied scotch. Yeah, you know, it just rests on it. It still feels sweet, but it's and it's not biting at all. Right, right. It's not like biting your face. It's just it's laying in the back of your. And from what I remember, with the, when we were doing the Glen Morangi, that was like the twelve-year blended. I think is what that looked like. It looked like it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Cameron, uh, Mr. Cameron George, if uh, you yes. see this at one point in time, you know, reach back out to us. We'd love to have you come back into the man cave as well. Yes. Um, just to kind of do a little virtual social because he's been doing a lot of pairings between food and scotch right. himself. So I would love to talk him up a little bit about that. That is it. So get right on it. So we, like I mentioned, I had. Uh, when I had mentioned to Sean, I'm like, we're going to do a scotch-based drink. Yeah. I want a cigar. And he said, you got to try an Asylum, our Devil, Devil's Night that. one. Can you grab that box? Grab the box. There it is. Yeah, smoke the night away. <laughs> um, the Devil's Night yeah. from uh, Asylum. Asylum. And... Uh, Kind of, uh, kind of interestingly, coincidentally, enough that uh, the owner of Asylum Cigars, Tom, uh, Mr. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Lazuka, Tom Lazuka, yeah, is here tonight. We did not know that sitting down. We did not know. Okay. And I don't know. Maybe and and but Sean Sean's been enamored with these cigars. Has he? He's been he's been talking them up on the socials since uh, since the release. Uh, and he's always a big advocate for the Asylum cigars. So we were going to have Tom Lazuka pop over yeah, yeah. and tell us why 
the Devil's Night and an Asylum cigar. What what is what is this blend? Why it's going to pair with a rusty nail? Educate us. So yeah, so we're going to get Tom Lazuka on now, with us. You, you yeah, let's go see him. Get him. Let's uh, grab Shonda. Go grab him. Yeah, Shonda. So yeah, Tom's going to Matt's grabbing Tom to bring him over to join the conversation. We just hope we're not getting blasted out by the uh, guitar. <laughs> um, Make some introduction. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you bringing uh, Mr. Lazuka over here. We, right. we only have three mics. You want to pop in here too? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like I said, we I sat down. I said, you know, hey, Sean, we're having a we're having a, a Scotch based cocktail. What would you suggest to go along with the Scotch based? So we're doing a rusty nail, which is Scotch and Drambuie. And he said, he goes, oh, he goes, we just got this new one from Asylum. Devil's Night and is on Devil's Night and it was the Devil's Night cigar. And I'm like, all right, we'll do that. That's, and he goes, he goes, I got the owner back here too. So Tom Lazuka, thanks for being in the man cave. Uh, so Tom, tell me about your childhood. So uh, born and raised in the Detroit area, born right. at uh, Oakwood. The closer we are to that, the better it's going to be. Yeah. Born at uh, in Oakwood Hospital in Dearborn, Michigan. I like it. Right. I like getting right uh, back to the basics. Grew up, went to uh, Allen Park High School in Allen Park and uh, Wayne State University. Oh, and yeah. Warriors, yeah. me too. And then, uh, well, yeah, Tartars. Tartar. Yeah, yeah. Tartars. Tartars ah, yeah, tartar yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm newer. Uh, you know, started... In the uh, pizza business, had a few Jets pizzas. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And I uh, got out of that business uh, after about eight years and uh, somehow found my way into the cigar business. <laughs> How long ago was that then? Uh, that was 2001. Oh, wow. So, right. you, so you've been doing this for, for a hot second Almost then. 20 years now. Is, so is this cigars yeah. are your life now? Cigars are... Cigars are my life, yeah. So I was fortunate. We, uh, Like I said, I started with Calibri. Spent a couple years with Calibri. Uh, met the people at Camacho. Uh, got hired by them and uh, worked with Christian Oroa uh, basically till he sold the company and he sold it in 2008 uh, to Davidoff. So I went and worked with Davidoff and wow. Camacho um, till 2012. Right. And then 2012, me and Christian started this company together. Good for awesome. you guys. So we've a uh, little over eight years now. All right. That's excellent. Um, so Sean recommended the Devil's Night Cigar uh, to go with this. Um, is there a particular place where you get most of your tobaccos, or do you go all over the place? Uh, well, wrappers will get in different places. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on the brands, because we have Asylum, but we also have the CLE and the Aroa brands uh, in Winwood Hills. So uh, Christian's family, uh, in the sale to Davidoff, they, can, they did not sell the farms. So we have a 700-acre farm in Honduras where we grow most of our... Uh, Authentic Corojo tobacco, which is kind of the base of everything we do out of Honduras. Wow. Wow. Um, And then we have a factory we partnered with in Nicaragua in Esteli that does a lot of the asylum stuff. So So that was, I was wondering if you had many or any ties to Nicaragua because they're having a rough week. They're having a rough day. Uh, Are you keeping an eye? Are there's like some nasty storms whipping through this week? Yeah. You know, any news? Uh, no, just some rain right now. Okay. They say, and that's the biggest concern there. Yeah. It's not really. Uh, we're like Esteli and Danley, Honduras, like where we are, where our factories and our farms are, uh, are actually very close to each other. Mm, you know, it's right, only right, a okay. couple hour ride. Yeah. Um, the problem they have is the mountains usually protect, they're in mountain valleys, so the wind is usually not the issue. The problem is the mountains cause the 
uh, storm to move very slowly. Oh, okay. So it's it's the rain. Right. So they're expecting almost three feet of rain, I believe, thirty-five right. inches in the next two days. Cheaper. That's not that's not a good thing. Yeah. I heard that it was trouble for like coffee because the coffee that's a big coffee region too. Yeah. And uh, people at Starbucks are losing their damn minds. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge coffee region. Yeah, absolutely, and. and uh, so I was, know, worried. I was worried. So I was like, there's obviously concern for the people, that, and the biggest concern is the flooding. Right. Okay. Right. So, all right. So our fingers crossed for you, for you and the folks there. Uh, thank you. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that it goes quiet quietly. <laughs> um, so the Devil's Night. What can you tell us about this this blend and the wrapper and, and why why it might pair well with a, a Scotch based yeah, so drink? The, the cigar itself. You know, we launched this project uh, five years ago. Uh, and we did something with the fire department. We, we donated a proceeds to the local fire departments in Detroit. Right, right. Um, so we had a number of these cigars left over. So we decided to bring it back this year. Uh, we didn't do the fire department theme this year. We just brought back the blend. We had a number of these left. So gotcha. uh, in 2015, these were eight, you know three-year aged. So these cigars have additional five years on them. Wow. So they're really, really smooth. Okay. Um, so this cigar is basically uh, 100% Honduran tobacco. Uh, it's an authentic Corojo wrapper with Honduran binders and fillers. So uh, it definitely has some body. The nice part is smoking these, uh, they kept the body. So they're still medium to full body. Okay. But they're very, very smooth all the way through. So right. you get some earthiness from it. Uh, you definitely feel it through the retrohale. You'll get more of the spice through the retrohale. Sure. Okay. So I think it, it's a cigar that I think can pair very well with either rich, richer things because the earthiness and depending on how you smoke your cigar. If you right. smoke through your nose or if you you know just smoke through your or mouth. Or steamroll it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think it can pretty much fit everything because it's not overpowering it's sure. not too much spice yeah that's one thing i've i was you know since we started doing a man cave we're almost three years into this yeah um i've always been a medium to light cigar type of guy but as we've been doing this i'm kind of con- finding myself focusing more on the more, more bold the bolder yeah. cigars that are out yeah. there because that's just you know your palate developing in itself so where, where did your palate lie when it comes to a cigar uh, I, I tend to be in the, in the medium to full body. Do you? Uh, okay. You know. Uh, Did you work up to that, or is that something you uh, just have no, always been that way? You know, I pretty much. I, I mean, I can't say right when I first started. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know what I was doing. I inhaling them, <laughs> right. and you know, inhaling. Okay. Feeling this way, you know. But uh, after, I'm seeing vapor uh, trails all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, over time, I really. Uh, been fortunate enough, uh, you know, with Christian as my mentor in the industry and his father, um, you know, his family has 105 or 106 years now in tobacco from Cuba to the U.S. And then his dad moved to Honduras in 1962. Nice. And uh, so I was very fortunate when I started with Camacho to be uh, invited to go to the farms and the factories. Uh, So I've been there over a hundred times over the last 20 years. My goodness. And, um, really got to learn about the processes and, and everything. And, uh, what I find now though, is as I'm working on blends with Christian and we're, we're coming up with new projects and things, uh, I inhale my cigars a lot. Do you uh, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, probably <laughs> way more than I should. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I tend, because I, I think when, when you really inhale a cigar, 
you, you can tell if it's been aged properly. Oh, okay. all right. Because the ammonia and the nicotines are out of it if I've it's not, aged properly. I have not heard that you know, ever. So, I've never heard that inhaling a cigar, you can actually taste that. Yeah, uh-huh. and, but what, what you're getting more than taste, like a cigar that's underage, you'll definitely taste the ammonia if it's underage. You can smell it. Okay. Uh, but what I'm looking for is that nicotine kind of hit because I sure. think a lot of companies under ferment these days or ferment a different way sure. and because they're going for this body which there's definitely a market for it right it's not a, necessarily a bad thing it's just they're trying to get that strength right right and it, sometimes the only way to do that is to ferment it less okay so it tends to have more ammonia and nicotine in it so I tend to kind of smoke my cigars especially the big ring gauge stuff that we have is I'm always just kind of really want to get a feel for the the, the tobacco. Gotcha. And gotcha, is gotcha. it fermented or because if it's not, you're not I, getting I that feel it. I'm, uh, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know, so it's, but, uh, you know, so I, I really probably inhale way too much, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't inhale cigars, so. <laughs> so I can pretty much now, like I said, anything medium body okay doesn't uh it doesn't hit me too strong fair enough <laughs> now what is this a seasonal availability on these is it a, it's a uh, exclusive to uh exclusive to ambassador here okay, in yes. troy uh and then we did it at a place called the tinderbox in dublin ohio okay oh, nice. so we just did two stores we did events last week uh one on thursday night one on friday night in dublin nice and so these are the only two stores in the country that you can get it from so you can uh, I don't know Ambassador's website, so yeah, I yeah. could say you could. Just Google uh, I'd like to give a little yeah. plug, but if you look it up, yeah. you can go to ambassadorscigars.com, I yeah. believe it is. But yeah, yeah. Or, or just call Ambassador in Troy, Michigan, there and, it is. and there they'll it is. ship yep. them out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there because you guys did a little intro um, on on Friday yeah. here at Devil's yeah. Night. I was I was watching you guys do the video live. That was fun. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. We want to cut these up and smoke them and try them with yeah. these. I want to flag down our waitress and Actually, get a cutter and a need a cutter real lighter. quick. Be right back. I've got lighters. Yeah. Huh? I got a lighter. You got a lighter. We need a cutter. I get a cutter. All right, Matt's off to get the cutter. So the CLE brands and Asylum. Uh, where where's the availability on those? Is it nationwide? Is it? Yeah, worldwide. Worldwide. So we're in about 35 countries Holy with, with the brands now. And obviously right. every country is a little different. They yeah. don't carry everything. Right. Uh, but that the European and the world market has uh, really expanded for us over the last few years. Okay. Now, is there a proper, for what would you recommend, uh, the cut or a punch on the... Uh... Uh, you know, that that's really preference. Uh, okay. I, I personally just use my fingernail. You really? <laughs> yeah. So... Bite the end off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, after many years of expertise, I'm just too lazy to carry a cutter. I hate things in my pocket. So that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I just use my fingernail and get. get yeah, that's a quite. It's quite the punch you got going on yeah. there with your fingernail. Nice. See, I, I'm still new school, so I'll still do a cutter or a punch. <laughs> yeah, and a punch works fine. And it's really preference, right? A lot of folks, you know, they talk about the V cut, or they'll do these X, you know, they'll do the V cut twice, you yeah, know, type yeah. deal. Sometimes yeah. I think that gives you when you overcut it, you get almost too much air through it. Ah, okay. You know, and, and I like just enough to give you a little pull, a little resistance. Okay. Not where you're working at it, but just a little resistance. So if it, the cigar is uh, 
you know, rolled properly and bunched properly, it, it should always give you a little resistance. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, back in the day, you could make a joke about a little resistance, but you can't now. <laughs> That's right. We could have a lot of resistance oh. by morning. Oh. <laughs> See? I, see, I hate the politically correct world because I just want to make sexist, nasty jokes. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. And by saying that, I made a sexist, nasty joke. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very excited to uh, hit this. I'm not going to inhale, though. No, that's okay. <laughs> So our friend Wayne is watching. He called you Edward Scissors Hands because you cut it with your fingers. <laughs> he goes, "Okay, Edward Scissors Hands." Thanks, Wayne. I like that. Oh, this is soft. It's uh... wow. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of folks, you know, when you, the first time you have a cigar, something that we learned a number of times was, you know, when you first start smoking a cigar, you're really not going to get the real flavor of it until you're maybe a third of the way in. To that yeah. cigar, and that's when you start to really hear the get those those flavor notes and the the tasting notes out of the cigar itself. So and I think that's where again smoking retrohaling through your nose really makes a difference because on your mouth on your palate you're only going to get five flavors. You get the salty, the sweet, uh, bitter, and I forget all five, but yeah, right. basically like five. But the membranes in your nose, it's almost like wine, right? Right. When right. you're when you're drinking wine you start off you're, you're, you're smelling it right you, you, you smell it and smell it and what's that doing is the membranes in your nose are basically catching more That's smells good. than flavors right yeah. because you hear yeah. leather you hear these things and you're like well yeah, it's yeah. leather nobody <laughs> so it really not you know, the way I ride a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I eat leather and dirt. Yeah. I so get thrown it, off a lot. It ends up more relating to a smell, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, with cigars, are very similar to wine, where you do want to uh, retrohale, blow some through your nose. Not every time. Like right. it's the same thing. Like at the beginning, halfway through, and maybe toward the end to see the changes of the cigar. See how, how it changes because how you roll the cigar can be different. Um, you know, if you put the tips of the leaves at the foot, it's, it, the tips are the strongest part of the leaves. Right. So you'll tend to get a little more strength, and then it mellows out. Or if you do it the other way, it just kind of builds to strength as you smoke it. It's if, great. If you have the tips at the head. So depending on how the cigar is bunched and put together, that also affects that. Mm. And what you really find, uh, what you will have to get you is one of, like, the regular Asylum Corojos. Which that's three-year-aged Corojo, so it's a similar blend of this cigar. Just not aged as long. Just not aged. I, the, the fillers are a little bit different, but okay. different parts of the plant, but all Corojo. Okay. Uh, but what you'll see with that is with Corojo, you'll tend to three-year-age. It'll be a little more throat. It, it'll hit you kind of in the back of the throat at the beginning, and then smooth out. Huh. Where when you smoke this cigar, there's no throatiness to it whatsoever. That age, like I said, all the ammonia, nicotine, you know, the, the heavy nicotines have came out of it. And so now you're just really getting the tobacco, uh, the smoothness of it. You get some earthiness. And then if you retrohale through your nose, you'll, you'll definitely pick up some of that spice mm. from the cigar. That's, that's pretty. And it's with these, with the scotch and the, uh, the mixed drink, the rusty nail itself, it's a sweet drink. Um, it's adding, a, it's bringing out, I don't know if there's sweetness in the cigar, but it, it's, it's making a sweet smoke. Yeah, and there's definitely, uh, 
the Honduran tobacco has a natural sweet aftertaste. So I think you'll definitely kind of, it'll complement it, but not over, it's not an overly sweetness like no. a Maduro or something like that, right, where right. it's real rich. So I think the balance, like I said, when you get a scotch and it has some peatiness to it, yeah, um, it doesn't exasperate the, you know, the, the peatiness. It, it really yeah. kind of brings it, it, keeps it where it's at instead of, you know, taking it over the top. Yeah, th this is a gorgeous cigar. Thank you. It really, really is. I really enjoy it. I'm, a, I'm only uh, not even a quarter way in. I just, I'm already enjoying this. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. As I said, I've always been a medium type bodied uh, cigar, but, you know, moving into the more full yeah. bodied, you know, I, I can see what I've been missing now. Yeah, and you honestly, can see, like, so. this is going to be very smooth at the beginning. It will pick up some body as you smoke, but it's not going to ever overpower you. It's not going to make you, you know, feel feel turn green from it yeah yeah you know it's just but you're gonna definitely get body from it it's beautiful bob, cigar. bob wants to know how this would go after a round of golf <laughs> bob krause, oh, bob krause it, it, it'll go <laughs> fantastic, the game, yes. <laughs> fantastic during a round of golf it also is, yeah. yeah you know bob is actually doing um going for the senior pga Yep. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, Congratulations. He played and then uh, was out of the game for a long time, yeah. and it was like a, a working, you know, pro. And then uh, he's heading back to the, the tour. He's like yeah. getting himself in shape. Well, and, I might uh, need some lessons, Bob. I'm he I'm heading to Arizona in the morning. <laughs> I've got a bunch of events scheduled in, in Arizona and Scottsdale, Phoenix area this week. So, but I am bringing the clubs. I got we got a couple rounds scheduled. Yeah. So. No better place we'll to you. talk cigars than yeah, on the yeah, course. Yeah, absolutely. You know. We'll get you guys connected on the Facebook there. You know? <laughs> well, Tom, we appreciate you hanging out. We'd love to do another night with you and uh, pick a night when there's not a band. Yeah. We, we, you know. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, anytime, guys. It's oh, a pleasure really to be, sit here with you it. and talk cigars. It's a pleasure, man. Thank All you right, so guys, much for being here. Thank you very home. much. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. All right. Boys. Enjoy the evening. Yeah, enjoy. So... Uh, so, you know, think, things happen for a reason, right, Jamie? And uh, kind of serendipitous that uh, Mr. Lazuka just happened to be here. Yeah. And well, he, he's, he's local. Yeah. He's a, he's a local guy, and this is kind of his home base when he's uh, around. So, um, It's always good to have guests in the man cave. It is. Well, absolutely. Even so when we didn't wild. even try. So it was nice. Yeah, it was nice that Bob... Uh, <laughs> cigar lesson yeah, it sounds months. like a match, yep. <laughs> I'll let him know, Bob. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll connect them. So that's it, man. That's uh, Man Cave Happy Hour here from Ambassador Cigar. Please, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, like, subscribe. Uh, yep, leave a comment. All and, that good stuff. Uh, just We appreciate everybody being there. Hey, you know what, guys? Thanks uh, for being here. Appreciate it. There we go. Uh, uh, you know, Mancavehappyhour.com. Cheers. See you.